I was recently turned on to a book titled Deep Survival. And the author studied all these accidents that have happened throughout history, accidents like sailboats, plane crashes, people being lost in the woods. And he asked the question, why is it that some people survive and some people don't? There's a chapter in the book on, on boating accidents. And it says, when it is clear who the captain is, more people survive. When it is clear who the captain is, more people survive. So you just like when, you know, think of the boats going down and everything's in chaos. And, 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 and if you're not sure who you're supposed to listen to, people die. But if there's someone, if there's a leader that comes and takes the helm and says, this is what's going on, this is what we need to do, more people survive. So it seems to be true for the case in boat accidents, but it also rings true for all of life. The gospel starts off today, Jesus is looking out at the crowds, and the text says, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them. Other translation says he, he had compassion upon them. Why? It's because they were troubled and abandoned. Other translations say that they were harassed, they were helpless, they were mangled, they were cast away. It sums it up by saying they were like sheep without a shepherd. So today, two things. How do we avoid being troubled and abandoned ourselves? And secondly, a call for leaders. So first, how to, how to avoid being troubled and abandoned. Sheep need, sheep need shepherds to lead them, to guide them, to point them away, to say, hey, that, there's harm over there. We need like come this way more. But to call the shots. See, but everybody needs someone to lead them, to guide them, to call the shots for them, to say, it's harmful over here. Best way is this way. Without that, we'd, we'd be lost. And I think it, it, it's increasingly evident today that more and more people don't know what to turn to for direction. More and more people don't have someone at the helm, an objective, authoritative voice to take orders from. And the, real, the, the result of that is then you just do whatever you want to do on a whim. That, that, that's hedonism. And hedonism is massively on the rise today. And it's an ethos, it's a spirit today that's, that's celebrated, it's, it's encouraged. Because without God as captain, without God as captain, we ultimately place ourselves as captain, which means we ultimately place ourselves as God. And, and of course hedonism is the end result because if not God as captain, what is going to be the thing that leads and guides us? What's the primary thing that will lead and guide us to be our moral compass? It will either be our own personal code or it's societal's code. And both of those are deeply problematic if that's, your, if that's ultimately what is the, 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 the moral compass. Because the personal code, like we said, can change from day to day. It can change from moment to moment. And it's just kind of do whatever I want, whatever I want to do it, whenever I want to do it, to whomever I want to do it with. And if it's a societal code, 
as we talked about before, societal code changes over time. What was seen as not acceptable and harmful to us 15 years ago, now is acceptable and it's not harmful. Both of those two things, the personal code or the societal code, both of those are subjective at the end of the day. And that's why the, 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 the tradition is, the church has always held that said, that, that believed that without a belief in God, morality would become subjective and arbitrary. You end up removing the objective and transcendent standard, a standard that's not from within, but a standard that's from outside. A standard that guides, a standard that provides direction, a standard that calls the shots, that says, this is right, this is wrong, go here, this is harmful over here. And when those are removed, when the transcendent voice, objective voice is removed, it will ultimately lead to troubledness. It would lead to being mangled and cast away and helpless. So we have to avoid the urge to hedonism by placing the transcending God as our captain. And secondly, the need, the need, the need for leaders. The next move you see here, so the first part of the gospel was Jesus looking at the crowd and having pity upon them having compassion, but after he sees the crowds helpless and harassed because they don't have a guide, they don't have a leader, notice that he doesn't just have that and sit with it and, and is there passively with it. Rather he, rather, he actively does something. The thing that he does is this. The text says then, then he summoned his 12 disciples to do what? to go to the lost sheep to be their leaders, to be their captain. He's calling forth leaders. He notices the need and he calls forth the leaders that everyone needs a leader. Everyone needs a mentor, everyone needs a coach because we easily slip with our humanity, we slip, slip into apathy, we slip into bad habits. And every, most of us here in this church have benefited in some way from a mentor, a coach, a, a leader that we know it's like, it's like, hey, good job over here, but you're doing it all wrong over here. So more of this, less of that. And whether it's a coach in golf, whether it's a coach learning to play an instrument, that's the case. And it's especially the case with a coach or a mentor in the way of life, to know what the way of life is and to, to be on the way of life, a coach and a mentor for that. The one that says, don't follow the whims of the world of a hedonistic view to say, just follow along the momentary whims and pleasure of the moment, but choose sacrifice, choose objective truth, choose God. We all need that voice, that leader, the coach to help us to do that. But leadership and coaching and mentorship is becoming a lost art. And fatherhood is becoming a lost art because that's what fatherhood is. Fatherhood. Fatherhood has a way to, to, to call forth potential from someone. You see the potential in someone. And, a, and, and, a, and what fatherhood is, is it's like, I wanna evoke that potential out of you. I wanna coach you and I wanna mentor and I wanna, I wanna lead that potential out from, un, from under you. And sadly, as mentorship and coaching is in, in following the way of life, is happening less and less, fatherhood is happening less and less. 
There's a research group called Child Trends that found that today 40% of births in the U.S. occur outside of marriage, which leads to one in four children today growing up in a household without a father. And studies in academic journals are, show clearly that children from fatherless homes are more likely to be poor, they're more likely to be involved in drug and alcohol abuse, they're more likely to drop out of school, to suffer from health and emotional problems, boys are more likely to be involved in crimes, and girls are more likely to become pregnant as teens. There's a great need, a great need for mentors, for coaching. There's a great need for fathers, and the world is starving and crying out for it. And so the next move Jesus makes, as he looks out and he sees it, he see, he, what does he see? He sees the harvest is abundant. The need and the cry out there is so strong. It is so abundant. He says the harvest is abundant and the laborers are few. There's few captains. But the call, the call for all of us here this morning, as we come here, the call for all of us is be someone's captain. Be someone's captain. Be your children's captain. If you're, if you're a young person here, be a captain for someone at school. Be a captain for your neighbor. Be a captain for your coworker. Someone to, put, someone to come alongside them and say, this is the way. Not, just, not to point to yourself, but to point to the ultimate captain. Point to the ultimate captain who, who calls the shots. And maybe just the, the, the place maybe to, to, to end here and, and to, the, the important point to stress is that the objective transcendent voice, the one that calls the shots, it's a voice of love. It's a father who knows best, who wants best for his children. And he wants us to desire the good, not just here's the good, follow it begrudgingly. No, no, he wants to bestow and work in our hearts and to lead a life and to grow in a life of virtue so that I actually desire the good. I desire the right way. But he, he's, he's the voice ultimately that we want to put as our captain. And maybe just close on this, to say, the way ultimately to avoid becoming troubled and abandoned paradoxically, is to know that you're troubled and abandoned, to know that you're mangled and helpless. Paul sums it up beautifully in the second reading when he's writing to the Romans, he says, he says, we were all helpless. To, to know that God, when he looks out on the crowds and sees pity, when he looks at you, when he looks at me, what does he see when he sees us? He's got pity for you and me. He's got compassion for you and me. Because what does Paul say? Christ, while we were still helpless, when we were helpless and mangled and cast away, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were dead in our sin, he died for us. And here's the wild thing. Jesus himself becomes abandoned. Jesus himself becomes helpless and mangled and cast away to go on the cross, to reconcile us to God by his death. He himself goes to that spot. So make him your captain, follow him, follow his authoritative and objective voice.
his objective way, which always leads to love, which is always love and it's always the best way because he's a good father. And know that you've been summoned to be a captain for someone else, to point to the ultimate captain. Because when there's a clear, when it's clear who the captain is, more people survive.